Welcome to the Center for Christian Spirituality podcast. What follows is an audio recording of the weekly contemplative worship service at Chapelwood United Methodist Church in Houston, Texas. For the next 40 minutes, you are invited to engage and rest with scripture, music, prayer, silence, and brief meditations. Our hope is that you will allow wherever you are right now to be a sacred space for you, perhaps by resting in a favorite chair or lighting a candle, by gazing out a window or relaxing outside. A guide for this contemplative worship experience, including prayers, scriptures, and song lyrics, is available in PDF format at www.chapelwood.org. You can visit that same website to learn more about the Center for Christian Spirituality. The Center provides resources for people who seek a deepening relationship with God in a way that transforms their relationship with God, others, self, and the world. We are grateful you're sharing the journey with us today.
God in my hand, God in my mind and in my I will sing of your steadfast love forever, my beloved. With forthright voice, I will proclaim your goodness to all generations. For your abiding love rules the universe. Your faithfulness extends throughout the firmament. Your covenant from the beginning of time encompasses all who choose to walk the way of love. And to all generations that honor your way and truth, will love make itself known. My soul proclaims the goodness of God. My heart overflows with God's love for the world. My life gives voice to the vision of God that all things are reconciled. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of the cosmos. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. Blessed are those who call upon your name and extol truth and justice. For you are the glory of their strength. You give wise counsel. 
Our very lives belong to you, O oh loving presence. You have made yourself known to the faith-filled. You set them on the path of peace. The gift you sent to bring redemption invites us to eternal life. Through the heart of all hearts, you opened the way to life. My soul proclaims the goodness of God. My heart overflows with God's love for the world. My life gives voice to the vision of God that all things are reconciled. Yes, your faithfulness and your abiding love are with us, and in your name we can do all good things. Through you is our consciousness lifted up that we might know your will and live it. In our gratitude, we cry out, You are the Beloved, the Most High, our very breath. Through you, we are born anew. The Spirit of Truth comes to us. My soul proclaims the goodness of God. My heart overflows with God's love for the world. My life gives voice to the vision of God that all things are Then Jesus, in the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about him spread through all the surrounding region. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read. And the scroll, the prophet, the visionary, Isaiah, was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free 
those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And Jesus says, as you go, as you go, proclaim, the realm of the heavens has come near. Heal the sick, cleanse lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you received, freely give. Hear these words one more time from Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he said to his disciples and to us, as you go, proclaim the realm of the heavens has come near. Heal the sick, cleanse, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. We are on a, a journey uh, over these next few weeks um, looking at uh, what has been called the fourfold way of Christ. And this fourfold way of Christ are four, four ways, really, that God in Christ uh, comes to us. And you might could say gives of God's self to us so that in turn we might allow God to give God's self through us. And Last week and this week, we have been reflecting on the way of the visionary or the way of the prophet or the way of the seer. And so last week, we recalled how the Spirit of God descended upon Jesus at his baptism, and he saw the heavens opened and the Spirit descending like a dove, anointing him, um, immersing him in spirit. Um, and giving him a vision of God's kingdom, God's realm. And also at the very heart of that is this truth that he's the beloved. Um, and also that we're the beloved. And so that experience, that vision that he has and that he opens up for us to have as well, we see in our text today that that same vision is what propels him to carry out this other aspect of the prophet or the visionary, which is not only to see and receive a vision, but it's also to give and to give voice to the vision. And so Jesus comes, and some of the first words from his mouth is, the realm of the heavens has come near. Uh, Repent or change your mind, metanoia, and trust this good news that the realm of God is here. So the way of the visionary, the way of the prophet, the way of the seer, is not only this inward journey of receiving this vision or receiving this truth, but it's also giving voice to this truth and somehow embodying it 
incarnating it in ways that awaken people, that sometimes shock people because they need to be awakened and aligned to the way God sees the world or God's dream for the world. And so it's not lost on me and it might not be lost on you that today is actually the birthday of Martin Luther King Jr. And this is the the weekend that we celebrate uh, this holiday. And clearly he was one who had a vision, who had a dream. This dream, as you see in the, the cover of your bulletin, it was rooted in the biblical vision of God's dream for the world that all things would be reconciled. Um, that God's dream for the world is one where uh, we um, see all people equal, all races equal. Um, and so, like some of the biblical prophets before him, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. embodied this vision in ways that angered people. Um, like prophets in the Hebrew Scriptures and Jesus himself did. Jesus coming in on a donkey <laughs> um, stirred things up. Jesus turning over the, uh, the, the money changer tables stirred things up and got him killed eventually as well. Um, it can be dangerous to give voice to the vision. Um, but when you see something so deeply, then you can't help but give voice to it. You can't help but embody it, incarnate it in some way. And as we see in the scriptures from Matthew, this isn't simply Jesus' vision, right? I mean, he was sent to proclaim release and to proclaim good news and do these actions. But he says in Matthew 10, you disciples, that you've seen all this and I've opened these doors for you. It's now your turn to go proclaim the vision and embody these, this vision of the kingdom, all the places that you go to. And so that's the call for us as well, is how are we being called to um, not only see the way God sees the world, God's dream for the world, but what are the ways that we are being called to give voice to that, to speak out um, to speak out truth with no blame, with no judgment, um, but just to speak this truth um, non-judgmentally. Um, and what are the ways we might be called to embody the truth in practical ways? In just a few moments, we're going to sing these words that Jesus proclaimed over himself from the prophet or seer or visionary Isaiah. But as we sing these words, know that we are singing them for ourselves as well. That the Spirit of God is upon me. The Spirit of God has anointed me. Why? The Spirit of God is sending me to the poor to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim God's vision that all things are reconciled. So may it be.
now doth send me to the poor to heal the broken There are times when I read the Bible and this little sarcastic side of me comes out. When Jesus says, as you go, proclaim, the realm of the heavens has come near, heal the sick, cleanse lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, I tend to want to turn around and say, yeah, right. Um, as I navigated the baking aisle in HEB on Friday, I didn't encounter anyone with leprosy. Just as well. When someone is sick, I tend to offer prayers for healing and unsolicited medical advice. I've never disrupted a funeral by raising the dead. I've spent a lot of time on social media, Facebook and Twitter, and I have read some posts by people that made me wonder if they were demon-possessed, but I tend to just shake my head rather than um, cast any demons out of them. So Jesus... I'm not sure if I get what you're saying here. Somehow it doesn't really translate. When I was a child, I wanted to be a magician. I had my box of 25 plastic magic tricks, and I used to watch David Copperfield and Doug Henning on TV, and I would sit cross-legged on the floor, practicing my riffle shuffle with a deck of cards, and trying to memorize card tricks to annoy the rest of my family. I wanted to amaze and delight, to introduce people to wonders beyond their comprehension to help them grasp a new magical vision for the world around them. I still do, except these days I tend to shuffle notes rather than cards.
I memorize and write lyrics and music instead of magic tricks. I try and create songs that remind people of something that they already know, but have never heard it expressed in that particular way before. There's nothing particularly groundbreaking about the lyric on the album that we produced last year that says, I'm not who I was, I'm not who I will be, I am loved. But there is something magical about that sentiment coupled with a melody. It sinks down and it resonates at our soul level. It reveals a wider vision of who we are and who God is. When we connect to that truth that we are loved with the core of our being, we are healed, we are cleansed, we are raised to life, and evil is cast out. Okay, God, maybe I'm getting what's going on here a little bit. One of the songs we sang earlier in the service contains the line, my life gives voice to the vision of God. At first, that seems rather contradictory because a vision is a visual medium. But here we talk about giving it a sound, a voice. And then we're giving it a voice, not with our mouth, not with something that makes sound and has a voice, but with our lives. As Michael said earlier, we see the vision of God and then we speak it out through our lives, through our actions. In that way, each of us are visionaries. Each of us can live lives that bring healing, that are cleansing, that bring forth life out of other people and drives evil away. Okay, Jesus, maybe I do get it after all. The magician thing, that's my life. That's who I wanted to be and the songwriting is now who I am. Who are you? How can the unique life that you live, that you live, that you live, how can your unique life give voice to the vision of God this week? Let's pray.
soul proclaims the goodness of God. My heart overflows with God's love for the world. My life gives voice to the vision of God that all things are Things are right.
church with joy overflowing and peace overflowing and love overflowing in all of your glory Jesus had a vision of a table, of a table that was inclusive and expansive, a table that leveled the playing field, that put people eye to eye with one another and eye to eye with him. Jesus had a vision of bread of bread that was a body, a bre of bread that was a body that was life. Life for the world, life for you and for me. And Jesus had a vision of wine, wine of, that was a vision of salvation, of life, of redemption, of covering and celebration. Jesus had a vision. And that vision comes to us. It has through the ages, inviting each of us to join in that vision, to take it into us so that we might in turn embody that vision for the world.
for our places of work and leisure, for our family and friends, and on stages even bigger than that. As we come to this table today, and as we partake, may we take it in so that we can bring it out. On the night before he died, Jesus gathered with his beloved ones and he took bread and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples and said, this is my body broken for you. Take, eat, and every time you do, remember me. And then in the same way, after dinner, he took the cup. And after giving thanks to his Father and our Father, his source and our source of origin, he said, take this, drink this. This is the cup, the new covenant of my blood, of my very life, my soul, my being. Drink this, all of you. Drink this deeply. May it awaken you. Awaken you to God's vision for the world and for you May it be for you the cup of wisdom, the cup of goodness and light. O loving God and source of all, we give you thanks that you do awaken us to your dream and your vision for the world. We thank you that in Christ our eyes have been opened and the eyes of our hearts have been opened that we might receive your life and your energy and your, your presence within us. We thank you that your spirit is upon us and upon these elements, and as we take these elements into us, uh, we give you thanks that we um, take you into us, that we become one with you, that we are enabled to embody uh, the living Christ in our world today. And so with deep gratitude, um, we receive that we might freely give. We pray in the name of the living Christ. Amen. This table is for each of us. We invite you to come forward to two communion stations. This side over by the organ will have a gluten-free option should you need it. When you come forward, open your hands in a receptive kind of way and the server will place a bit of bread in the palm of your hand. And there's also a cup there that will be on the pedestal for you. You may take it there. You may take it to the altar rails. You may take it to your seat, wherever, whatever feels right for you. There are baskets on the first pews to receive your empty cups. The candle banks are open for, so you can light your prayers and let us feast together and celebrate this vision of Jesus.
just been so good to be together today. Thank you for bringing yourselves, all of yourselves, to this space and this time. Um, there are opportunities to further explore these ideas. Um, first, I want to invite you to um, the practice of centering prayer immediately after this service at 945 right up here near the organ, um, and Nancy Sterling will facilitate that time. If you need just a little bit more um, centering and silence. Then at 10 o'clock in the Anchor House is our time of worship response. We sit in a big circle and share our experience, ask questions, um, reflect on what this time has been, and um, it's rich. It's, an, a great, it's a great opportunity to get to know others in the community better. And then um, the class that dives much deeper into this content of the fourfold way of Jesus is happening on Wednesday night, and we just started this past Wednesday, and it was, it was so good. So you are, are still welcome to join, um, even though it's already started, you're, you're still welcome to jump right in. And you can also participate on that um, online. It'll be live streamed as like a seminar, um, but it'll be live on our Epiphany Today platform. This weekend, we are so excited to have the next installment of our Enneagram journey with Sandra Smith, the spiritual dimensions of the Enneagram. And um, so that's this Friday. You can still register. Um, it's going to be interactive, greatly reflective, and um, you will love it. And then finally, um, well, next, uh, next week after worship, we will gather here in the chapel for kind of a State of the Union um, update from Michael. Um, he'll tell us um, where we're going this year and what's coming down the pike and what you can put on your calendars and intentions you can make to be a part of that. So please come next, um, immediately after worship next week. And then there's an opportunity at the last Sunday of the month to, if you want to join the center at Chapelwood in a more official kind of way um, and make your pledge and your, co your co covenant, and we will covenant back right back with you. Um, we will have a time um, for that blessing and that commitment on the 29th. So if you're interested in pursuing that, please speak with, uh, with Michael or myself or Haley. So as is our habit... Um, you're invited to linger in this space to solidify the word that has come to you this morning, the thing that has bubbled up, the voice that has spoken and whispered in your ear, that good word to take with you into your week ahead. Let us receive. 